I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card... Right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. What's up? This is your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversation with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. You can hang out with us as always on the iHeartRadio app. You can find us on hundreds of affiliates all across the country and wherever the hell you are, making us a part of your Saturday morning or afternoon, depending on where you are listening. We appreciate you doing so. We are going to take you all the way up until 4 p.m. Eastern time, 1 o'clock Pacific, and we do it all live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there. An unmatched selection, fast-free shipping for road hazard protection and over 10,000 recommended installers tirerack.com the way tire buying should be all right so here's the good news all right so there's a little bit of good news here because there's somebody who has desperately wanted to be relevant again i mean they've really forced the issue and i think they actually got it from somebody else that's actually not far from them well within the same state but the Texas Longhorns and the Texas Longhorn fan base has been telling everybody they're back for like 15, 20 years, right? They're not, and they haven't been. And that's all been a pipe dream, and that has been that fan base. They they love the program. They love the school. They've turned and burned coaches. They've tried to find answers, all of that stuff. And so they've really been trying to sell you and me and everybody else that Texas football is back. Texas is here to, here to stay. Uh, you, we've now got the coach that we believe in, and they said that about the previous coach and the coach before that and the previous regime and the quarterback before that. But now, so here's some good news, all right? For you, Texas fans, for you, Texas ball washers, all right? For you people out there that love to tell everybody that your program is legitimate, even though it's not really the case and you're not even ranked, you are being competitive and you're staying competitive with the Alabama Crimson Tide. It's at home, it's early in the third quarter, the game is tied at 10 apiece. 
and we've got ourselves a little bit of a slugfest. Now, Quinn Ewers, the quarterback, got knocked out with, I'm assuming, a shoulder injury. That's what we were talking about, a left uh, his left shoulder. He got banged up uh, early in the game. And so Quinn Ewers is out. But the good news for Texas is no matter what happens – the rest of the game, barring Alabama kicking it into high gear and putting up 60 points unanswered, you've now made your case. You've now stated your case because nobody was expecting Texas to compete for a national title. Nobody was expecting Texas, despite what Steve Sarkeesian and Quinn Ewers and recruiting and NIL and the fan base and everybody wants to tell you, nobody was expecting them to compete for national championships. You just wanted to see some sort of progress. You wanted to see Texas make some sort of a leap or some sort of a growth from last year to this year. And here we are. It's week two of the college football season. You're being featured on Fox. It's big noon kickoff. Everybody's there. Brady Quinn was telling us there's like 200,000 people outside the stadium before the game. I mean, so we're going to get 100,000 people inside the game and then 200,000 who are standing outside. It's like Woodstock. And everybody's there to watch Texas play Alabama. You've got... The, the pageantry, you're being featured on national television, it, the, everybody's there, you've got all eyes on you, and you are competing against the number one team in the country, the team that everybody says coming into this year, a lot like Ohio State, Alabama's looking for revenge. Alabama wants some revenge. They're going to get their revenge. They were embarrassed last year in the national title game. They're going to come back. Saban's got a red ass. He's letting everybody know about it. He's got the defending Heisman Trophy winner in Bryce Young back for another year. This feels like Alabama's year. And yet here's Texas competing, playing hard, down their starting quarterback, and they're tied early third quarter. So whatever happens, barring 60 unanswered points. And I'll tell you what, I'll do you one better because I don't want to piss off Texas fans. I'll make it 61. As long as they don't allow 61 unanswered points, this has been a success thus far. Thus far, you have been a successful program and you've been featured and you were putting on a good performance and whatever happens here on out, again, barring a 61-point letdown, the Texas Longhorns, for at least one afternoon, can say they're kind of back. All right, Now, you got to win the game to say you're actually back, but they're kind of back at this point, so we get to see how this thing plays out, and we will keep you updated on this throughout the course of the show uh, here on Fox Sports Radio. Jonas Knox with you here on FSR. So... One of the favorite things for me, and a lot of you're probably like this as well, too. When a smell or something in the air brings you back to a moment in time, there's something about it. Like you could you could smell something and you remember, oh, my God, I remember the first time I had that. Or you can smell something. You go, oh, my God, I, I remember this reminds me of this. You know, like you, like when you when you smell wrapping paper for Christmas and it just takes you back to, oh, yeah, I, I know what this is like. You know, when you smell a barbecue or you like for me, whenever I smell popcorn, 
especially popcorn, and I can smell it from outside the house, it reminds me of high school football. Because if you go into any high school football stadium, you smell popcorn, and you smell those frozen burgers that they sling for $3 a piece. Right? You know, the, like the big jumbo wrappers, you get it like Smart and Final or Costco, but only if you have a membership at Costco. You get it like Smart and Final, that whole sleeve of the skinny burgers, and they're like, they'll tell you that it's 80-20. I'm pretty sure it's 100% fat, because they shrink down to nothing and they turn into sliders but never mind that they, they sell it for like uh three bucks a piece look whenever you smell those you go oh high school football's back so let me just go ahead and paint a picture for the rest of the country all right and, and i'll and i will tie everybody together at least two regions of the country together we are dealing out here in southern california with humidity all right and it's the type of humidity where i'm sitting inside a radio studio right now and my shirt is sticking to my back it is disgusting. It's disgusting. God forbid you got long hair and you tried to put something together and go out for a nice dinner last night. Had fun with that. It looks like you got a tarantula on your neck because the humidity is eating people alive. You've got mosquitoes flying around the size of bean burritos. You've got everybody looking for cover. You you got the AC on. It's raining. I mean, it is nauseating and disgusting. And all it reminds me of, it takes me back to when I was working in South Carolina. It takes me back to being in South Carolina this time of year with the humidity and it's football season and, and you're, you're seeing uh, college football everywhere and there's rain, like potentially a tropical storm or two, and you're getting some flash flood warnings and all of that. And it just brings me back to that moment. And for those of you in the South, like Miami's playing right now, and there was a shot of, of, of a head coach in that game or one of the coaches in that game who's wearing a white shirt and it's basically a sheet of notebook book paper that somebody sprayed a squirt gun with like just sweating his balls off and that's what a lot of people are doing out here in in southern california and it takes me all the way back to south carolina and working there and wouldn't you know it (laughs) wouldn't you know it south carolina's losing here too it's great it's just like being back in the south you know, everybody's sweating. I'm, swe- I'm starting to sweat. All right, I put on three uh, swipes of deodorant, in it, and it's not getting me through this show. And God forbid I run over to the liquor store next door and buy a thing of deodorant again. I did that one time, and I got an infection in my armpit because I'm not sure if that was deodorant or a can of Raid that had been sitting on the shelf and they just repackaged it. Whatever the case may be. This is one of those moments where it takes you back to time and you realize, look, it's early in the college football season. We got humidity. We got storms. We got people sweating. You got kids drunk. They were yelling F you to Nick Saban in Austin before the Texas-Alabama game. How can you not like college football? This is why we get excited for it. So if you got somebody in your life that doesn't understand how you could sit on the couch for hours upon hours and watch borderline teenagers play football, football just explain the whole situation to him try and explain it to him i try and explain it to my wife she doesn't care she gets back on instagram or then she goes to church and leaves me by myself which is cool but this is why we like college football the scenery the pageantry the sweat the cursing the booze the action and all i'm doing is sitting here sweating in a studio because of the humidity outside that we never get in southern california and it takes me back to those days i love college football jonas knox here 
on FSR. You can hang out with us as always on the iHeartRadio app. And you can get me on Twitter at the Jonas Knox, at the Jonas Knox on Twitter. We are brought to you by DraftKings. DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today and use code UPONGAME for a special offer when you sign up. That's code UPONGAME only at DraftKings. All right, so we are going to take you all the way up until 4 p.m. Eastern time, 1 o'clock Pacific. We're going to have the usuals. We're going to have some Do You Care coming up later on. The return of Knox Locks. I'm going to try and make some picks. Speaking of DraftKings, all against the spread, courtesy of our friends at DraftKings. So that'll be coming up later on in the show. We've got the scraps, the usual grab ass and shenanigans, plus updates on all the college football action throughout the rest of the show as well. But coming up next, though, from the TireRack.com studios, there is a situation in the NFL that if you've been paying close enough attention, should not come as that much of a surprise. We'll have that for you right here on FSR. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Hey, this is Jason McIntyre. Join me every weekday morning on my podcast, Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. This isn't your typical sports pod pushing the same tired narratives down your throat every day. Straight Fire gives you honest opinions on all the biggest sports headlines, accurate stats to help you win big at the sports book, and all the best guests. Do yourself a favor and listen to Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it and travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel, it's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. You can hang out with us as always on the iHeartRadio app. Coming up a little over 10 minutes from now. There's uh, somebody that's really, really trying, really trying hard. Man, oh man, are they trying hard. And I don't know if it's intentional. I don't know if it's unintentional. I don't know if they're trying to tease us or bust our balls, but they are really, really trying really hard. So we will get into that for you coming up here again, 10 minutes from now on FSR. So there's a quick update on Alabama and Texas. That is the big game uh, taking place right now in Austin on Fox. Number one, Alabama tied at 10 apiece. And uh, Texas has got the football in Alabama territory with uh, under 10 minutes to go in the third quarter. So again, man, Texas keeping it close, making it interesting, making Alabama sweat a little bit. But I I think the prevailing wisdom is that eventually Alabama is going to kick it in gear and and you know to find a next a next level that Texas can't get to as of yet because it's still early in the process for Steve Sarkeesian, but they are 
putting together a fight. And the more Texas stays in this game and the longer they stay in this game, the more as a Texas fan you can feel good about this uh, this team that uh, everybody's been telling you has is back. It's the Jerry Jones syndrome. Look, Jerry Jones has mastered this. Jerry Jones has, has mastered the ability to have an underwhelming football team still be the topic of conversation every single week during every single football season. I mean, a quarterback contract dispute. This is how, how much of a genius Jerry Jones is a quarterback contract dispute carried us through a pandemic that's how good Jerry Jones is that is the magician that Jerry Jones is that Dak's contract along with the last dance documentary and Tiger King got us through a pandemic in sports radio so uh, Texas obviously taking notes they've uh, tried to make themselves a topic of conversation in college football with an underwhelming football team but not underwhelming today Texas uh, keeping it close with Alabama and uh, there was just a, a penalty handed out to Alabama so now Texas continues to move the ball they are approaching the red zone against Alabama we'll keep you up to date on that throughout the course of the show uh, you can get me on Twitter by the way at the Jonas Knox uh, people are already firing away on the compliments we will uh, read those uh, later on in the show uh, but uh, the first one that was sent and I'm pretty sure if I read it on the air I'd get fired so we won't go that direction because uh, you know li- little early for some of the slurs that were used in that tweet um, all right let's get into this if you've been paying close enough attention the Ravens coming out yesterday and telling you that hey, we're going to continue these contract negotiations with Lamar Jackson after the season. Uh, we're going to uh, focus on the year right now, and we're going to table these talks, and we're going to get into this after the year. If you've been paying close enough attention, it's not that much of a surprise, right? It's not that much of a surprise because Steve Bashotti, the owner, basically told you his feeling on what the rumored numbers are that Deshaun Watson is seeking, all right, or, or that, uh, that Lamar Jackson is seeking. He's seeking Deshaun Watson numbers, all right? That's the guarantee money he wants. Now, you've seen Russell Wilson and Kyler Murray and other quarterbacks get their deals done, and they're nowhere close. A lot of money, obviously, a lot of guaranteed money, but nowhere close to the fully guaranteed contract that the Browns gave to Deshaun Watson. And so Lamar Jackson, that's, that's what he's seeking, According to a lot of people who have who've been looking at this, and we can say, well, he doesn't have an agent. And he does, whether he doesn't have an agent or not, I mean, he, he knows what he wants from the Baltimore Ravens, and he's trying to get it. And he sees Deshaun Watson get that type of money, and he says, hold on a second. This is the same division. I'm better than him. I've got more credentials than Deshaun Watson. Why can't I get paid like Deshaun Watson? If you want to say that an agent stepped in, uh, you know, you had uh, the agent, uh, Eric Burkhardt, I believe is his name, uh, Kyler Murray's agent who stepped in and got a deal done after they aired out the Arizona Cardinals in public multiple times. Whether you want to say Russell Wilson and his agent got a deal done and, and they were trying to do a more team friendly deal, whatever it is, Lamar Jackson knows what he wants and he's willing to bet on himself. But Steve Bashotti told you how he felt about it. When he criticized the Browns afterwards and said, I don't know if this type of contract, which we've never seen in the NFL, is the right deal to give 
to the guy with the track record that he has. With everything going on, I don't know that that was the right idea. And that was him basically saying, F you to the Browns. You screwed us, and you made our negotiation with our quarterback that much more difficult. Because Lamar Jackson could say, hold on a second. Not only do I have better credentials, as we named, I'm a former MVP of this league, but I also don't have any of the crap off the field that Deshaun Watson has. I have none of it. Like, I'm a safer bet. Like, if you if you were going to give somebody a guaranteed contract, Lamar Jackson seems like the guy you would want to give that type of a deal to. And Baltimore is trying to negotiate with him with the understanding that, hey, we know what you want. We know you're looking at this deal. We understand it was given out to Deshaun. We're not going in that direction, dude. That was a one-off. It was a one-off. And I don't blame Baltimore for saying it. Like, hey, we shouldn't be held accountable because the Cleveland Browns got desperate because they burned the bridge with their starting quarterback and needed to overpay for Deshaun Watson. There was some speculation in talking with uh, with Albert Breer and, and some other people that, that covered this contract. There was some speculation that the Cleveland Browns, the next closest offer for Deshaun Watson was like $80 million guaranteed less. They overpaid by $80 million. <laughs> like That's like when, when you're, you're playing Texas Hold'em and uh, you know the, 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 you end up folding on a good hand and then they ask you, do you want to see what cards the dealer had? And it's like, not really. And then they show you anyways. You're like, oh my god, the guy had a two and a seven. Jeez, how did I fall for this? Like, how, how did I how did I fall for what the other guy had when I had a, a solid hand? It's like when you're watching Wheel of Fortune, and they get one of those cards, those envelopes, and at the end of the game, when they can't solve the last puzzle, they say, all right. And, and for some reason, the guy's got to open up the card to show him, dude. I just lost. I don't want to know what I lost out on. Hey, look at that. It's a seventy-five thousand dollars or a trip to the Bahamas in a private jet. (laughs) And you're not getting it. That's a bummer. Like the Cleveland Browns probably opened up the envelope afterwards and said, oh my God, you mean Atlanta was only going to offer him 160 guaranteed? Yikes. Okay, well, we're going to have to swallow that 70 million guarantee because we overpaid for him. But Shadi called him out on it. He said it. Why are we giving this type of a contract to this guy? So if you've been paying close enough attention, this was heading in this direction the whole time. That Lamar Jackson wasn't going to get the contract that he wanted, and it wasn't going to get done before the season. What's a little surprising is that Lamar Jackson is like, look, I understand the risks. I'm going to go play. Football's football. I'm going to go. And it's probably the right attitude to have. I'm not doing it. You mean to tell me I've already got the credentials. I'm looking at potentially $160 million guaranteed, if not more. Who knows? They could could be approaching the $200 million guaranteed. So let's just say you're looking $200 million square in the eyes. You've now seen your own mortality because you got hurt last year and you missed time. And you've got that money on the table. And you're like, no, I think I could get more. Let me go back and play. With his style of play... And there's no guarantees, no pun intended, that this deal's going to get done. You remember Dak Prescott? You remember Kirk Cousins? They all wanted deals. What did the organizations do? Ended up using the franchise tag. All right, we'll give them the franchise tag. 
Now, Dak Prescott won the negotiation with the Cowboys by a wide margin, and anybody that tells you any differently is full of crap because Dak Prescott snapped his leg and still got paid the next offseason and got paid more than what he previously asked for. <laughs> like so, the idea that that oh my God, uh, you know uh, Jerry Jones and the Cowboys because of the injury, uh, this is going to help them out in negotiations. Nope, sure didn't. Guy was walking around on one and a half legs and still got the type of contract that he was asking the entire time. So look, Lamar Jackson. Hopefully, there's no injury. I'm surprised that he's taken this approach, but clearly he sees what his value is. He sees what his price is, and he and if the Baltimore Ravens aren't going to cave, then this is going to play out next offseason. They'll probably slap the franchise tag on him, or who knows? Maybe Baltimore looks at it and says, why don't we try and make a deal? Why don't we try and get away from this and try and find another quarterback in the draft and go that direction? I don't think that's the right play because if Lamar Jackson bets on himself and goes out and does what Joe Flacco did to the same organization a few years back when he bet on himself and they had to pay. I mean, this is a the shrewdest move that we've seen by a player representing themselves, gambling on themselves, and potentially 220, 230, who knows, $240 million guaranteed later. Lamar Jackson's going to prove a lot of people wrong. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. Get me on Twitter at the Jonas Knox, at the Jonas Knox on Twitter. And you can hang out with us as always on the iHeartRadio app. All right, it's so coming up next. Uh, there's somebody that's really trying way too hard. They are trying way way too hard and i don't know if they're clowning us i don't know if they're trying to get some attention whatever it is we'll get into that for you it's an nfl story and an nfl star involved in this story that's coming up next but for all the latest from around the world of sports monsi balanio oh i get i get singing how about that that was pretty good who gives you that monsi who gives you the enrique iglesias (laughs) with your last name i'm not gonna uh, i'm not gonna lie i don't think so lavar did do a little bit of uh his own thing as well but he didn't sing he didn't sing i I think every time monsi comes on (laughs) should we play the enrique iglesias i would love that that's great i would buy lamos yeah (laughs) i would love that (laughs) stop it right now i would love it and then when i don't talk right away just know that i'm dancing in my <laughs> studio give me like a second i love it by the way every time i hear that song i just want to drink i don't know why it's just some of it that's, it's just song, festive. that's the song that over. makes oh, you it's, want it's so good it's so good like that that and the narcos theme song like every time i hear it i just go danny don't you get like festive when you hear that it just makes you you wanna, sounded like, more like ricky martin in the middle of a lawsuit yeah. <laughs> Hey, listen, you know, you make some accusations and you get somebody's got to pay for it. That's Oh, man. <laughs> we'll leave that story alone. Oh, boy. Isn't he suing, like, countersuing? Oh, yeah, that? and he should. Yeah. If it's a lie, he absolutely oh, should. Oh, for sure, for yeah. sure. Yeah, that's messy. Just like Lamar Jackson's situation. I think it's a little messy. I have, I feel that all the owners have, like, talked to each other and they're like, guys, none of us are going to do what they did to Deshaun Watson, right? Oh, We're not, yeah. None of us are going to do it. Well, I remember uh, this was years ago. Uh, you remember Tommy Kelly for the Raiders, Danny? Remember the D-tackle Tommy oh, Kelly? Oh, yeah, yeah. I remember talking to somebody, and they gave him, like, a really big contract at one point. I mean, it was like ma- they massively overpaid. And owners around the league were pissed off at Al Davis because they're like, dude, you just reset the market on a position that the market didn't need to be reset on. Right. And so then every D-tackle around the league who was coming up on a contract was like, oh, yeah, well, I'll take that. And he screwed everybody over. So I, I do wonder if owners are just bad mouthed Jimmy. Has them, have to. One, have and to. I think they co- they've been talking, and they're like, none of us are gonna do that. You hear me? I mean, look at what happened with Russell Wilson. Yep. Yeah. Oh, a hundred percent. So I don't know if like Lamar thinks he's gonna get something elsewhere because I just 
I just don't think it's going to happen. I just, I, I want to know what the number is. I want to know yeah. how far No, I don't want to know. It's going to upset me. It's going to oh, upset yeah, me. Listen, I mean, come on. You, you, look, you've got an Enrique Iglesias <laughs> song that was named after you. I mean, it was yeah. literally written after. You're right. You're right. What am I complaining about? What am I complaining about? It's priceless. Well, I, I think maybe Alabama might be complaining right now, but they are actually losing to Texas Longhorns 13 to 10. Four minutes left in the third quarter. There was a crazy uh, play in the Alabama end zone that first they called roughing the passer, then they said targeting and then the referee came out and they were like it's none of that I was described something wrong it's just an incomplete and it was the most bizarre situation that went down Bryce Young was kind of tackled but he didn't go down on the floor he like rolled on top of the player and so he wasn't down and then they hit him and then he threw the ball and they were and they were like so it's not a safety either because it seemed like he was down it was the most bizarre of situations then the Longhorns came and hit a field goal so that's how they are up 13 to 10 Fun fact about a Texas fan before the game was seen chugging a beer out of the most disgustingly dirty shoe. That's right. He took his shoe off, poured a beer in his disgustingly dirty Nike, and then drank the beer. Okay, well... Let me just go. It's called a shoey, all right? Is so, that what? Yeah, oh, oh, am I just okay. not with it? Am I not yeah. with it? Okay, oh. so it's, it's called a shoey. The first time I saw somebody do it, I was at my brother's bar, and uh, a girl who worked at the bar started dat- dating an Australian guy, and he literally pulled his sweaty vans off. Like, he had, the, like, one of those no. old-school, no, dirty vans with, like, the white soles and the white laces. He pulled it off, nope. put the beer, Danny, this is at, at sunset, <laughs> nope. poured the beer into the shoe and drank it i was mortified I'm no. like, what are you doing dude and he didn't have socks on absolutely like, what are you doing? not Bo ah. nose vomit oh yeah and and then he and then he put it back on his foot oh, afterwards my. like no, like didn't skip a beat and then he was uh. telling us yeah that's the thing in australia it's called a shoey and what they do is they take their shoe off there's a, a ufc fighter tai tuivasa who's from uh, i believe australia or new zealand but he and by the way that pisses them off when you confuse the two but he he came out he started doing that after he would win fights no. and he would grab somebody's shoe from the audience no. and pound a beer no. as he walked out of the cage Mm-mm. and then he started marketing it and it's called uh, a shoe vasa mm. no. so he sells these things called a shoe vasa after his name to where it's it's like the uh, it's a replica of a shoe similar to a beer bong and you just pour your uh, beer in it and you rip away yeah no come on Monty. No, absolutely i'm gonna throw up oh, and i want to cry i want to cry and throw up at the same time hearing the story all right listen ohio state is killing it. They're up 38 tonight on Arkansas State with five minutes left in the third quarter. Miami is up 24 to 7 on Southern Southern Miss. 14 and a half minutes left in the fourth quarter of that game. Arkansas and South Carolina going at it. Arkansas is up 21 to 16. Four minutes left in the third quarter of that game. Wake Forest up 35 to 18 on Vanderbilt. About two minutes left in the third quarter. Charleston Southern and NC State halftime. NC State is killing it. 38 to 0. Utah, Southern Utah going at it. Utah's up 21 to seven they just kind of started the second quarter about 11 minutes left in that back to you i'm gonna go throw up and i'm gonna cry because no well listen you, you, absolutely not hey just uh, clean yeah, up after I literally yourself. almost threw yeah. up no I, I did okay yeah just gotta get because you know there are bats that have been known to fly into the studio here we don't want that oh. Oh, oh, i've heard i wasn't here thank goodness that's great <laughs> I tried doing a morning radio show. There's a bat flying around the studio. Yeah. People are like, oh, you guys are just making this up for radio. No, dude, no. there's a bat. That's why I would have packed up my bags. <laughs> That's great. Just walked out. 
Oh, man. Uh, all right. It is uh, Jonas Knox here at Fox Sports Radio. Uh, so Monty's going to go uh, barf into a trash can thinking about a shoey. And uh, coming up in about uh, 12 minutes from now, we are going to have another edition of Do You Care? Uh, where we Listen, it's fun to be negative sometimes. Sometimes you need to vent a little bit. It's like the heavy bag of sports radio. You just swing on it, punch it, kick it, do whatever you got to do. Get out that aggression. And we do it uh, in about 12 minutes from now here on FSR. Um, let me just say this. Russell Wilson's going to be a Hall of Famer. Probably going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. In fact, that's a guarantee. He's going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. He's already got his Super Bowl. He went to another Super Bowl. Now he's with the Broncos. A lot of optimism in Denver. Big time matchup coming up against the Seattle Seahawks. It's the reunion. Him and Pete Carroll hate each other. They can try and tell you they don't, but they absolutely can't stand each other. It's part of the reason why Russell Wilson is no longer in Seattle. And then you're getting all these old reports that have come up. They're being dug up for the reunion coming up on Monday Night Football where there was a report that the Seattle Seahawks called the Cleveland Browns back in 2018 offered Russell Wilson for the number one overall pick. Now, Cleveland turned that down reportedly, but ended up taking Baker Mayfield. And, you know, four or five years later, they've now got a guy who won't be participating in the first 11 games of the season because he's got an issue with massages and um, and likes to uh, to take that approach. And we all know what that means. Just ask his agent, Rusty Harden, spelled it out for you. Something called a happy ending made it seem like, oh, what's the big deal? It's like going to get a cup of coffee. Okay, sure. All right, so they've got a weirdo at quarterback now. But the Cleveland Browns and the Seattle Seahawks had that conversation. There was also some reports that came out that the uh, Seattle Seahawks were kicking the tires on potentially Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen. They went to Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen's workouts. Uh, they talked to both guys, and Russell Wilson reportedly was upset about all that. Oh. So we, we have built this whole thing up. We have got ourselves the reunion coming up on Monday Night Football. We've built it all up. It is here. Did I see Russell Wilson walk out to the practice field and practice his high fives? There is a video going around where Russell Wilson is walking out to the practice field, full uniform, and is practicing high fives with people in the tunnel. High five. And here's here's the best part. There was nobody there. Nobody. <laughs> it's like Field of Dreams. Like Russell Wilson's like trying to high five ghosts. <laughs> There's nobody there. Like Russ, why don't you just walk into the patch of corn and then disappear? Okay. Yeah. I got news for you. Nobody was there to build anything. All right. And nobody's coming because nobody was there. There was nobody there. He was high-fiving ghosts. I'm all for get real-time reps. I'm all for make it seem like a game day scenario. Every team does that. All right? You get in there. It's called, hey, let's work on our two-minute drill. Because if this happens in a game, we want to be prepared for it. And then you'll see a team execute a two-minute drill, and it's like, hey, we worked on that in practice. I get it. Have you ever heard of an athlete high-fiving somebody and then afterwards saying, I worked on that yesterday. Worked on that. Just like walking out. I work. This is like before games last year when he was out with the thumb injury when Russell Wilson was going through the two-minute drill by himself pregame. What are you doing, dude? High five. <laughs> like, what are we doing? Like, this, it's method acting. 
which I can't stand. And I've talked about it before. I used to be in an acting class. They would give you a script from a movie. Usually the movie I would get would be The Breakfast Club. And of course, I had to be Jonathan Bender. So I had to be the jerk. All right. I couldn't be the nerd. I couldn't be the, the, the principal who was the best character in the movie. I had to be Jonathan Bender, some pothead druggie uh, whose dad put out cigarettes on his forearm. You know that, what I got for yeah, Christmas that was this year? Me. I got a carton Every of time. cigarettes. The old man grabbed me and said, hey, smoke up, Johnny. I did that scene multiple times. I remember seeing some dude in full army fatigue because he had the role of, I think, I forget the guy's name, uh, Private Pile, uh, Full Metal Jacket. So he was he, sh- he showed up in full army fatigues. We're talking jacket, patches, and everything. And he's yelling at himself in character outside the acting class. And I wanted to walk over to him and say, hey, dummy, we're in a strip mall in Sherman Oaks. There's a laundromat next door, and there's a liquor store right around the corner. We're not in Nam, dude. There's no helicopters, all right? There's no real guns, nothing. Now, what they'll do, they'll defend him, and they'll defend method actors and say, well, they take their role seriously. Hey, I took mine seriously, too, but I also realized I'm not Jonathan Bender, okay? I don't have cigarette burns on my forearm. Russell Wilson thinks he's a method actor. Oh, if I, if I practice my high fives, that's going to get me prepared for the actual high five when I walk out of the tunnel. Stop! It, he's either clowning us, it, it's either all a ruse, or he doesn't realize how cheesy this all is. I, you've got the game you've been looking forward to. You want to stick it to Pete Carroll on Monday Night Football. Got it. All right. You want to stick it to the Seattle Seahawks fans who Pete Carroll kind of nudged into saying, hey, you know, why don't you uh, boo for him a little bit? You know, why don't you get on him a little? Like, whatever the scene's going to be, it's all going to play out on national television and it's going to be fun for everybody to watch. You're practicing your high fives. Like, this is what I want everybody to do. When you get up to go to work on Monday, before you go in, Coming up tomorrow, during a commercial of one of the NFL games, practice tying your shoes. But don't actually tie your shoes. Just go through the motion just so you can properly tie your shoes when you get up to go to work the next day. And if you need to stop and get gas, pretend, turn into a mime in your kitchen and pretend like your refrigerator is the gas pump and pretend like you're taking the gas pump off and sticking it into your car and then filling up. You just want to make sure you're fully prepared because that's how Russell Wilson's getting prepared for Monday Night Football. You got to be kidding me. He's trying way too hard, dude. All right, Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. Get me on Twitter, at the Jonas Knox. Uh, coming up next here from the TireRack.com studios, it is another edition of Do You Care? And it's yours right here on FSR. High five. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. 
Unbelievable! When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This song stinks. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. You can uh, hang out with us, as always, on the iHeartRadio app. Coming up top of next hour, a little over 10 minutes from now, we are going to have the return of Knox Locks. All right, so we are going to have some Knox Locks making some picks against the spread in the NFL. Week one is upon us, so we will uh, look ahead to uh, some games uh, from Sunday. Who knows? Maybe even Monday night. Maybe that's part of Knox Locks, but we will have that for you here. Uh, I finished uh, my best year ever last year, well above 500. Uh, there's been some years where a little dicey. God, things got a little hairy towards the end and uh, I would not recommend it but last year was uh, was a better performance which means this year it's going to be awful but you do have options you could always fade me you can just go against me and you probably have more success but we will get into that for you here again top of next hour about 10 minutes from now uh, update uh, quickly from Austin where Alabama and Texas are in the fourth quarter and Texas has a 16 to 10 lead over the Crimson Tide Bryce Young struggling as that Texas defense is playing their ass off so uh, we will keep you uh, continue to keep you updated on that throughout the course of the show. Right now, though, it's time for this. There are so many stories in the world of sports, and most of them are a complete waste of time. TMZ reports. Now, let's get kinky. Here's some of the big stories from the last week. But Jonas, the real question is. And for that, we turn it over to the man with the best pipes in all of radio, the one and only Danny G. Tell us happening. Mr. Knox, this morning, Connor McGregor was all over Twitter. He said to his rival, congrats, Nate Diaz, on making it to the end of your contract with the UFC. As a bona fide superstar, an incredible feat, fair play, our trilogy will happen. Do you care? Yeah, I, I do. Well, one, it's yeah. the UFC, so of course I care. But also... Yeah. The whole this whole fight this weekend, what a weird circumstance! So they had they had a different card set to where Nate Diaz was supposed to be headlining, and he was going to be taking on uh, 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 he was going to be looking at taking on uh, Hamzat Chimaev, who's like the boogeyman of the UFC. And then there's an altercation, and Dana White has to call off a press conference, and then Hamzat misses weight by over eight. Pounds, and then they reshuffle the card and they keep him on the card, but he fights another guy who he got into the altercation with, Hamzad, another guy, Kevin Holland, and now Nate Diaz is fighting Tony Ferguson, uh, Tony Ferguson in the main event. The whole thing is odd, just how, how it broke down. There's a lot of conspiracy theorists out there who think uh, this was done uh, to try and generate more pay-per-view buys, so for what it's worth. Uh, next. All right, let's go back to earlier in the week. Dabo and Clemson agreed to a new 10-year, $115 million deal. Do you give a rat's ass? No, I don't. Listen, uh, good for Dabo. Um, I I, I would like to know if Dabo has anything to say about Deshaun Watson, uh, who we told everybody, uh, you're making a mistake if you pass on Deshaun Watson in the draft. I would just, I would love to hear some feedback on Dabo on his former quarterback. Next. Mike Trout homered in his fifth straight game, tying a franchise record. Do you care? No, come on. I don't give a Look, rat's ass. The, oh. I, I thought the Angels were supposed to be better when they fired Joe Madden. Wasn't that the plan? They fired Joe Madden. It was all his fault, and yet they're still struggling. But you've got Trout and Otani, who who you could watch play every single night, and it would be entertaining as hell. Otani's awesome. Uh, but unfortunately, uh, this is the uh, the L.A. Angels of Anaheim slash Orange County slash Five Freeway. Next. <laughs> Your boy, John Tortorella, says changing the culture will be one of his first priorities as coach of the Philadelphia Flyers. 
do you care? Look, I love torts. Absolutely. Torts is great. We but sucked. Listen, and we sucked at a time uh, it, that you can't suck. It, it, it takes, I love it here. Like when Ben Maller has a favorite coach in the NHL and it's John Tortorella every year, that ought to tell you that he is a content factory. When, when Ben Maller is like, hey, listen, uh, I'm all for John Tortorella. I'm on Ben Maller's side. I love torts. That guy's fantastic. Next. <laughs> Raiders star tight end Darren Waller, who was actually way underpaid, just received a three-year, $51 million contract extension. It's going to compensate him, finally, right before the first NFL Sunday tomorrow. Do you care? Yeah, because I was thinking about it it earlier. Has Josh McDaniels ever had the weapons that he has this year with the Raiders? I mean, it's like, Danny, it's not even just Waller. It's not even just Devontae Adams. Hunter Renfro, I think, is going to have a monster year. So if you're if you're Derek Carr, you got to be looking around going, uh, it's it's hard to do better than what he's currently got as far as weapons go to throw to, as, as far as Derek Carr goes. Danny, you got to be excited about this, man. That's a, like that, that was always the knock that Derek Carr didn't have enough around him, yep. that they would try and they would bring in somebody on a one or two year deal and he ended up disappearing. But now you got Waller, Renfro, and Devontae Adams. Look at that, man. Let's go. No excuses. It's an arms race in the AFC West. All right, hour two next. We sucked, and we sucked at a time that you can't suck. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. So we got ourselves a close one in Austin. We'll get into that here coming up in just a couple of moments from now. But it is Alabama like you've never seen them before. That here momentarily. It is Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. You can hang out with us as always on the iHeartRadio app. You can find us on hundreds of affiliates all across the country. And wherever the hell you are, making us a part of your Saturday afternoon. We appreciate you doing so. We will take you all the way up until 4 p.m. Eastern time, 1 o'clock Pacific through the end of the hour right here live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there. An unmatched selection, fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. So we are going to get to Knox Locks coming up here uh, in, in a sh- uh, short time here. Probably, yeah, we'll, we'll call it about 20 minutes from now. We'll get into Knox Locks about 20 minutes from now. I want to make sure we uh, pay off the tease there for those of you that are interested in losing money. Uh, just, you know, follow my bets. Follow my betting advice as we get ready for a week one of the NFL season. But this is uh, interesting what is playing out in Austin between Alabama and Texas. So 
Alabama just went up. They've now taken a 17 to 16 lead over uh, over the Texas Longhorns. Now Texas has been in this game. Uh, they've been really competitive. They lost Quinn Ewers. For those of you just tuning in, he left in the first quarter with a shoulder injury. It's what's being reported. And so Texas has been playing really good defense. They've been battling Alabama. It's been physical. You can see Alabama. Uh, I mean, the guys are getting cracked left and right. And so Texas is out here putting on a good performance. And I said it earlier in the show. If Texas just stays competitive, that's all you're really hoping for. That's all. Uh, nobody thinks Texas is back, no pun intended. Nobody thinks that Texas is actually going to compete for a national championship or going to be in the college football playoff or anything. You just want to see that Texas is at least heading in the right direction, that maybe they finally found their head coach and their quarterback and their, and their, their fan base is excited again. And that's where we're at when it comes to Texas football. So the fact that they're sitting here and we're holding on to a lead in the fourth quarter over Alabama. Now Texas has just punted the ball away, so Alabama's going to get it back after scoring on their last drive. And who knows, maybe Alabama puts together another scoring drive, and they end up pulling away by double digits. But you look at what's happening between Texas and Alabama, and it looks different than what we've seen from Alabama. Because Alabama has got 15 penalties for 100 yards. They've been penalized for 100 yards in this game. They look undisciplined. They look like a vastly different Alabama team than we've seen where it's Nick Saban and he coaches his guys hard and they're always prepared and they're ready to go. And they look almost, you would want to say, shook by the scene or by the moment. And then you realize... Yeah, they don't really play a lot of non-conference true road games. And it's not that Texas is a is a great team, as we've said. I think Texas is on the rise. I think they're heading in the right direction. But that scene and that atmosphere, I don't know when the last time Alabama's really seen that. You'll get it when during the Iron Bowl. You'll get it on some road games in the SEC, but it's almost it's almost like they're they're used to it. Yeah, we know what this is like. We've taken this trip, we've traveled here before. To be playing at this time on national television against Texas in Austin. Look, the heat is an issue. Uh, It showed on the field temperatures approaching 120 degrees there in Austin. You just wonder if maybe Alabama is getting a dose of what that true road non-conference game is like in a place that they're not familiar with, and maybe that's leading to some of the struggles. But nonetheless, Alabama does have the football back uh, after uh, a touchdown on their last drive, so they are leading 17-16 over the Texas Longhorns. Under eight minutes to go in a game that I think is a lot more competitive than a lot of people realized. Uh, so we will, again, keep you posted here throughout the rest of the hour on Fox Sports Radio. You can also uh, get me on Twitter at the Jonas Knox at the Jonas Knox on Twitter. All right. So one of the things that I do think is pretty fascinating about the Browns and the Panthers game this weekend, a lot of people are, are going to say, well, you know, it's uh, Baker Mayfield and he's taken on his former team and, you know, there's going to be a lot of buzz there. And Of course there is. Here's what I'm gathering just in seeing this situation. It's very similar to what's happening between Denver and Seattle to where you've got everybody kind of saying the right things and everybody kind of all, you know, playing nice and all that. But the reality is this Russell Wilson and Pete Carroll don't like each other. They don't, but that's, I mean, like you, you can, you can spin it whatever way you want to spin it. Russ and Pete don't like each other. They don't, 
that's why they're in the situation they're in. That's why Russell Wilson's in Denver, and that's why Pete Carroll is still the head coach of the Seattle Seahawks. I, I don't think there was any way Pete Carroll was going to let Russell Wilson outlast him and outlast his tenure in Seattle. It wasn't happening. So you've got Russell Wilson and Pete Carroll don't like each other. They're, they're playing this uh, coming up on Monday night. Then you've got Baker Mayfield and the Browns. And Baker Mayfield can can say everything he wants about, man, I appreciate the city of Cleveland. I appreciate all my teammates. I you know look back on fond memories and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Dude, I don't think they liked Baker Mayfield. Like, I, I really don't. I don't, I don't. I don't know who on that team was really a fan of Baker Mayfield, right or wrong. But I don't recall a lot of guys coming out and having Baker's back when all of the trade speculation started. I, maybe I'm missing somebody. I don't recall a lot of those guys speaking up for Baker Mayfield. You know what I do recall? Jadevian Clowney saying, yeah, I'm coming back to Cleveland because I want to play with Deshaun Watson. Like you didn't like Nick Chubb kind of scoffed at it this week and said, well, you know, Baker's Baker. You don't really know what to expect. You know, it just almost kind of one of those. Yeah, yeah, we know. Like he's just he's one of those guys. Just 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 one of those guys. And so he's in Carolina now and they can say all of the well, it's just a game and, you know, it's Browns versus Panthers and it's not about seeing Baker Mayfield. I don't think they were really fond of the guy. You remember Odell Beckham Jr.'s dad going to YouTube and, and pointing out all the bad throws Baker Mayfield made? There was that story that was out there. I just the more that we get away from this, the more that you start to look back on some of the reporting, Mary Kay Cabot of, of, of Cleveland.com, of the Cleveland Plain Dealer, she came out and said, uh, well, you know, uh, Baker Mayfield and Kevin Stefanski didn't see eye to eye. Now, Kevin Stefanski seems like a good dude. He's not going to say anything publicly or even take the bait on a story like that. But remember Baker Mayfield came out and, and was getting on Mary Kay Cabot about the report. Now, you don't know what you're talking about. And he called everybody out. Baker Mayfield had a run in with Tony Grossi, who's been covering the Browns for years and years and years. Like You didn't see a lot of people sticking up for Baker Mayfield after any of that stuff and the more that you hear these comments whether it's Nick Chubb sort of dismissing Mayfield and then Baker Mayfield coming out with you know off the leash t-shirts and and all the other stuff that it's like at some point let's just call it what it is they don't like each other like there absolutely is bad blood there it makes for a fascinating matchup. It makes for a really, really fun game to watch. I would say amongst the early early games on the early window coming up tomorrow, this is by far and away the most anticipated just because of that. And I just think it's it's similar to Denver and Seattle. Call what it is. You don't like each other. There's a reason nobody spoke out in defense of Baker Mayfield. And look, I like Baker Mayfield. I like when he's got a little red ass in him. All right. I like when Baker Mayfield plants a flag and artificial turf at the horseshoe in Columbus. It's fun. I like when Baker Mayfield grabs his crotch after some guy doesn't shake his hand against Kansas. I mean, don't you like it when your quarterback runs from cops in Arkansas and he's got pizza stains on his shirt? Who doesn't want a quarterback like that? I mean, come on. What do you what do you want? Some bookworm? You want Andrew Luck? Guy uh, looks like Abe Lincoln and sounds like Andre the Giant? Give me Baker Mayfield. Guy runs from cops for no reason at all. Hey, why'd you run from police? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Was it the drinking? Yeah, probably had something to do with it. Listen, I've been hammered before. I never thought about running from cops just to see if they'll chase me down in Arkansas. And I've been to Arkansas, all right? 
I almost, uh, you know, had an accident in Arkansas. Not the type of accident in a car, but an accident in my pants because I couldn't get to the Hardys in time. You know, that Hope was first. in Arkansas. True story. In Arkansas. Racing inside a Hardy's restaurant with my trailer that I was towing behind me because I was either going to uh, the South or moving back from the South. But whatever it was, I had to turn off the interstate and run into a Hardee's praying to God there was nobody in the bathroom. Because if there was, I was going to be arrested outside, that there would have been a problem. I've been there before. You know what I didn't do, though, when I was in Arkansas? I thought, hey, see that cop over there? I'm going to go run from him. What for, Baker? I don't know. Seems fun. Okay. That's how I like my quarterback. So I like Baker Mayfield that he's got a little red ass. But, dude, don't get it twisted. These, these sides don't like each other. This is basically what we're getting on Monday Night Football. Pete and Russ are being very diplomatic about it. They're being very passive-aggressive, seemingly, about it. Baker Mayfield and the Browns don't like each other, and I've called my shot on this for several weeks now. I am telling you, if you know Baker Mayfield, you know how this is going to play out. If he scores a touchdown or throws a touchdown, mark my words, Baker Mayfield, whoever he throws the touchdown to, is going to run over into the end zone and pretend like he's giving them a massage. I'm telling you right now, mark my words. It'll be a shoulder rub. It'll be something on the back. I'm telling you right now, Baker Mayfield's touchdown celebration. I wish that was a prop bet on DraftKings is going to be a fake massage that he gives to a teammate. He throws a touchdown pass to call my shot right now. And if it was on DraftKings, I'd make a fortune off it. And speaking of which. DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today and use code UPONGAME for a special offer when you sign up. That's code UPONGAME only at DraftKings Sportsbook. All right, you can get me on Twitter at the Jonas Knox, at the Jonas Knox on Twitter, and you can hang out with us as always on the iHeartRadio app. We are going to take you all the way up through the end of the hour. Uh, uh, that's 4 p.m. Eastern time, 1 o'clock Pacific. I believe that's 10 a.m. in Hawaii, but stick around with us here as we take you all the way through the end of this game in Austin where Alabama has a 17-16 lead over the Texas Longhorns. Coming up next though we are going to take our shot. This is a very difficult task. It is called Knox Locks but it is week one Knox Locks. We have no idea who's good. We have no idea who's bad. It is week one in the NFL and it's yours next here and we do it all live from the TireRack.com studios. From BBC Radio 4 Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio. You can hang out with us as always on the iHeartRadio app. Uh, it is getting down to the wire in Austin. Under two minutes to go. 
Alabama holding on to a 17-16 lead over the Texas Longhorns, but Texas is driving. They have got the ball inside Alabama territory, and so the Texas Longhorns looking to pull off a shocker. Man, imagine if they actually won this game. They were, what, 20.5-point underdogs? 20.5-point underdogs, the Texas Longhorns, and they have got the football uh, at the Alabama 25 with a second and four and a minute 42 on the clock. And uh, no matter what happens, here's here's the, the worst part about playing for Alabama. All right, this is the worst part. They might win this game, and they will have shown a lot of testicular fortitude in winning this game. Going on the road, the, the it's hot as hell out. There's 200,000 people outside of the stadium, another 100K in the stadium. You were trailing a lot of this game. You come back, you take a lead in the fourth quarter. Let's just play this out. Let's, let's say Texas kicks a field goal here and goes up by two. If Alabama goes down the field and kicks a field goal, like this is the worst part about Alabama football. Even if you win this game, and you should be happy that you win this game and you survive. You know, even after you win this game, Nick Saban is going to lay into you for the next several days. It will be reminder after reminder of you're not as good as you think you are. You thought you were just going to walk through everybody, and here we are, and you're sitting uh, one and one on the season, and you're not number one in the country anymore. Uh, in my eyes, uh, you're sitting. But coach, we won the game. I don't care. It counts as a loss to me. Like Nick Saban's going to lay into these guys. So even if they win this game with everything going on. Alabama players are going to get uh, just completely destroyed by their head coach based on their performance because there's been way too many penalties. There's been all sorts of other stuff happening in this game uh, that Nick Saban is not happy about. And you've got Texas, who their starting quarterback, again, Quinn Ewers, has been out since the first quarter. So uh, this is going to be fun to see how it plays out. Again, uh, under two minutes to go, Texas is driving with the football. They have a second down at the Alabama 25, down 17-16, looking to pull off the shocker there in Austin. Uh, all right, Jonas Knox with you here on FSR. You can get me on Twitter at the Jonas Knox at the Jonas Knox on Twitter. Kevin writes in, "Hey, effing flaming geek, go wait in line with your fellow tech bleeps for the new bleep iPhone 14, so you can post on IG and TikTok like the losers you all are." He said that. So. I don't even know what iPhone. I think I have like the, an iPhone 7 or something. Like the case is busted. You know, it's just like it, it's been dropped so many times. Like my, my phone it's is broke. so old. The protective covering on the front of the phone actually has a crack in it. Like the protective covering. So look, uh, I, listen. I'm not one of those tech guys. I don't know where he got that from, but uh, you know, very, uh, very, you know, fired up. Apparently, apparently, I did something that pissed him off. Uh, we had another guy uh, who wrote in earlier. He uh, he criticized me because he said I tried to compare myself to Lamar Jackson. Um, what? <laughs> what like like, i mean i i know it's i know it's radio but i'm nothing like lamar jackson i can assure you all right even uh you can use your imagination on that i am nothing like lamar jackson all i simply said was if i were lamar jackson and i was looking at potentially 200 million dollars guaranteed i'm signing that contract 
But again, I'm not him. Maybe he does. He's going to play this thing out, and we are going to get to see uh, Lamar Jackson uh, and uh, you know take on the New York Jets coming up. Uh, and maybe Lamar Jackson goes out there and puts together another MVP season and ends up getting two hundred fifty million dollars. I'm just surprised that uh, that this deal isn't done yet. I'm surprised that we're sitting here talking about it. If you would if you would ask me, hey, who gets a contract extension done first, Kyler Murray or Lamar Jackson? I would say Lamar Jackson. Yet Kyler Murray's already got his done. He's paid. He's good. And and they, too, had an issue publicly. I mean, you even had Kyler Murray who had language in his contract where he had to, you know, study a certain amount of time each week. I mean, that, that wasn't exactly like uh, the most friendly conversation. It played out publicly. You had the owner involved. You had GMs ta- the GM, Steve Kime, talking about it. You had Kyler Murray and his agent and scrubbing of social media and et cetera, et cetera. Uh, so it wasn't like that was the most friendly negotiation either. But somehow they got it done, and Lamar Jackson sitting here still without a contract. Uh, Jonas Knox with you here on FSR. So uh, we do have uh, a – and it's up and good – 49 yards, a field goal attempt for Texas – through the uprights, and now the Longhorns have a 19-17 lead over number one Alabama. A minute 29 left to go. Alabama will be getting the football back. Uh, and again, even if Alabama goes down and scores and wins this game, they are going to get their asses chewed by Nick Saban afterwards. It's just how this is going to go. That's what happens when you play for Nick Saban. All right? You get drafted to the NFL, you win national titles, and even if you do win, you lose in the locker room afterwards. Uh, Alright, so without further you know what an elephant yeah. doo-doo is? <laughs> yeah, I've been to the zoo. I know. Very familiar there. But you, ever, you ever seen them in the act doing that? It's like, uh, it's, like it's raining bowling balls. It's just yeah, I'm telling you, it's weird. All right, uh, speaking of weird, it's time for this. Hey, lock it. Let's lock it. And now, and now, Knox Lock. All right, and we you're going to notice a theme with this week one of the NFL season. You're going to notice a theme, and I'll explain what the theme is, but let's get to the first game. I'm going to pick three of these each and every week. Last year was my most successful year, so I'm going to pick three of these each and every week, and I'm going to go with the New York Jets getting seven points at home against the Baltimore Ravens. Look, I talked with a guy who's one of the best sports bettors in the country, on planet earth i talked to this guy a couple of months ago and i asked him just about the differences between zach wilson and joe flacco and he said there's not much that a lot of the bookies a lot of the sharp people out there in vegas say that joe flacco is basically damaged goods so there's nothing more left but in comparison to zach wilson who who knows when he's going to be healthy we heard one week now we're hearing four etc I look at Joe Flacco and I say, in spots, I like him. And I like the fact that he's getting seven points at home against the Ravens. I do wonder if some of the contract conversation, if some of the negotiations between Lamar and the Ravens are going to have an impact early on here. Maybe he's a little slow to play. Maybe Robert Sala and the Jets have something uh, you know, carved up for him and, and Lamar Jackson gets battered a little bit. You saw what happened to Josh Allen. Even though they won that game, he took a little bit of a pounding. So I look at this and I go, Jets here getting seven 
seven points. Ultimately, I think Baltimore has a really good year. I don't see the Ravens struggling with injuries like they did last year. Everybody's a snake bit. At some point in time, every single season, we identify a snake bit team when it comes to injuries. Baltimore was that team last year. I think long term, they're going to be fine. But in the short term, I do like the New York Jets getting seven points at home. Joe Flacco potentially getting a little bit of revenge on his former team. From there, we go to Chicago where we've got the Niners at the Bears. That is a 1 p.m. Eastern time kickoff on Fox. And I am going to take the Chicago Bears also getting seven points at home. Look, I've buried the Bears all season. I've told everybody the Bears, the problems there in Chicago, they're getting rid of everybody. You've got Roquan Smith who wanted to get a contract done, couldn't get it done, and so the Chicago Bears are sitting here with a, with a uh, their own player and star player playing out the rest of his deal on a one-year deal. There's been a massive overhaul there, offense, defense, obviously the front office. they got a brand-new head coach. But I also look at San Fran and I go, Trey Lance getting this opportunity on the road – a lot of drama there. Apparently he was upset or a little bit irked the fact that Jimmy Garoppolo was coming back. I look at this and I go, similar to Baltimore and the Jets, I look at the Bears and I go, long term, I don't think they're a good team. But in the short term, in the moment, I like the fact that they're getting this many points at home. Trey Lance starting on the road in this spot. I like Chicago plus the seven. Next up and the final pick and the final Knox lock for week one in the NFL I'm going to take the Arizona Cardinals getting six and a half points at home against the Chiefs. I like Arizona to win that division. All right. I could be dead wrong and probably will be, but I like Arizona to win that division. I think Arizona is going to be a sneaky team this year. I think they're going to the playoffs, obviously, by, by winning the division. And I think they'll be in conversations for potentially the one seed. A lot of people focus on the downward slide of the Arizona Cardinals. I think that's going to get addressed this year, hopefully, in the eyes of Cliff Kingsbury and Kyler Murray, it does. But I think think in this spot Kansas City's got some new pieces they're trying to incorporate some new wide receivers and try and gel together all at the same time you're going on the road against what I think is a good football team and that good football team's getting six and a half points at home give me the Arizona Cardinals plus the six and a half and that is your week one edition of Knox Locks and if you notice the theme there all home underdogs all home underdogs I think it's a great spot, week one of the season. Look, we saw it play out a couple of years ago. Jacksonville won week one against the Indianapolis Colts. All right, shocked them. And everybody said, oh, my God, Jacksonville's for real. I mean, Jacksonville could actually be a competitive team. Look at the way they played Indianapolis. And Jacksonville went on to lose 15 straight games. So I think that could happen for the Jets and for the Bears specifically. But in this spot, getting points at home, I'll take my chances. Jonas Knox here, Fox Sports Radio. Get me on Twitter, at the Jonas Knox at the Jonas Knox on Twitter. We have a major update in the game of the day in college football. And for that, we turn it over to the great Monsi Balanos. <laughs> the rhythm take you over, Balanos. I love this too much. I don't know how this hasn't happened before. How about it? How about it? Everybody needs a theme song. Yeah. You got it. I love this one. <laughs> it couldn't have been better. It's great. Listen, I also love this game. We are going down to the wire. 24 seconds left between Alabama and Texas A&M. And Alabama is getting closer and closer to hitting a field goal in a really close range. But we're coming down to the wire. They're down by two. 24 seconds to go. We'll see what happens. Some games that already ended, though. 
Number 15 Miami beat Southern Miss 30 to 7. They scored 20 points in the second half, holding Southern Miss to none in the second half. Number 23 Wake Forest beat Vanderbilt 45 to 25. Quarterback Sam Hartman completed 18 of 27 passes for Wake Forest for 300 yards and four touchdowns. Number three Ohio State dominated Arkansas State 45 to 12. C.J. Stroud, Ohio State's quarterback, threw for 351 yards, completing 16 of 24 passes for four touchdowns as well. And the Longhorn fans look a little stressed right now. They look stressed <laughs> on TV. <laughs> yeah, that guy looks like he's wearing it, man. Yeah, it, they're they're about to cry. They're gonna they're gonna drink the beer out of the shoe again this time because they're sad, not because they're excited. And the other game's currently still going on. We do have Arkansas beating South Carolina 42-24 to with about four and a half minutes left in the fourth quarter. NC State is dominating still Charleston Southern 55-3 to with 13 minutes left in the fourth quarter. But I think it's safe to say that that game is over. Utah is up on Southern Utah 45-7. to They just started the third quarter. And Marshall is up on uh, Notre Dame 6-0. Ten minutes left in the second quarter. And it looks like Alabama might be going for the field goal as go. we speak. 15 seconds left. There we go. Come on, Monty. You can do this. All right, a little, little uh, <laughs> come on, Alabama. Alabama. Take it away, Monty. And Alabama is up a 33-yard attempt. Good. Alabama up 20 to 19. Oh, did they use a time? Texas oh, they used a timeout. timeout. Wow. They did. They still had, I think they still have one more. By, by the way, <laughs> Why, why is Texas burning the timeout to freeze the kicker? If he makes this kick, don't you want to have a couple of those timeouts left yeah. when you get the ball back? No, yeah. You're trying to make him nervous. Uh, I get it. Okay. I mean, you know? I would think you'd probably want a couple of those stoppages when you're getting the ball. There's 15 seconds left you're after right. the kickoff. I mean, you're going to have the ball and, and you know make a, make a couple of throws downfield. And then, wow. Wow. Maybe you should be coaching. Weird strategy. No, listen. <laughs> Uh, no, no, absolutely not. No, you could be a method actor coaching. No, I'm not good at either. And and I, in fact, I'm a worse coach Jonas. than I am method actor. I'll tell you that. Yeah, but, I don't uh, get method acting. All right, here either. we go. Second attempt. Come on, Monty. Let's go. Deliver the goods. All right, Give 15 us the play by seconds play. right now. And the snap, the kick is good. There it is. Alabama up 20 to 19. 10 seconds left in regulation. Hey, uh, hey, hey Coach Sark, <laughs> what happened to that other timeout, dude? <laughs> what is he you should have used it. No, uh, at this wow. point. That's, uh, well, look, I mean, they gave it uh, They gave it their all. Now yeah. we get to see what the kickoff's going to be. I mean, look, if anybody remembers the Iron Bowl, um, Alabama's lost in crazy ways before. So we will see how this plays out. We so will there it see. Is. Uh, the great Monty Bolaño's got her own theme song. She's got entrance music now. <laughs> Basically like WrestleMania every time Monty's on the air now. Ooh, look, I look love what, that. Look what we've created here. I love all that. I'm going to need a big belt. Yeah, absolutely. Please. We'll work Please on that. Please and thank you. Uh, all right. It is uh, Jonas Knox with you here on FSR. You can hang out with us as always on the iHeartRadio app. And you can get me on Twitter at the Jonas Knox, at the Jonas Knox on Twitter. We are going to have the scraps coming up in about 12 minutes from now. Things in the world of sports and beyond we have not had a chance to get to. We will clean everything up with those uh, as we uh, keep all eyes here on uh, Austin, Texas, where uh, the fans look dejected. Let me tell you something. If you're a Texas Longhorn fan, be realistic, dude. And they're, they're showing Quinn Ewers on the sideline. That dude's got a mullet from outer space. Good for him. 
And you can tell that the humidity has really gotten to his mullet also. Because even like the uh, the longer it hangs down below, like it just looks like... Uh, it's like, a mess. Yeah, it's like like doll hair with like glue spilled on it. You know, it's like all, all down, tangled up at the bottom. So uh, Alabama's kicking off now to Texas. Uh, Alabama holding on to a 20 to 19 lead. 10 seconds to go here in the fourth quarter as they kick away. And Texas will... Bring it out of the end zone. Texas has brought it out of the end zone. Uh, and I don't know why. Uh, so t- why, would you, why would you eat up five seconds of the clock? This is some questionable clock management by Texas here. So they just they brought the ball out of the end zone. Take a knee. Pick up an extra, some extra yardage. And then see what you're working with and don't lose any time on the clock. But instead, they brought the ball out. Now there's five seconds on the clock. Texas has the football deep in their own territory. And they have one timeout remaining because Steve Sarkeesian thought it was important to burn that second timeout with 15 seconds on the clock to try and ice the kicker. Like You should I be icing the kicker, in my mind, only if... There's no time remaining, and you're not going to use those timeouts or need those timeouts. But Texas, nonetheless, has the ball at their own 24-yard line. Again, five seconds left on the clock. They will try, I'm assuming, a little hook and ladder play here. Uh, And uh, Texas... uh, ball downfield. Uh, it is caught, dropped, and Alabama is going to survive. 20 to 19 is the final. The Alabama Crimson Tide. 20 to 19 winners uh, in an absolute dogfight. But if you're Steve Sarkeesian in Texas, feel good about it. You competed. If you're Texas fans, give them a round of applause. Uh, go out there, drink more out of a shoe, and uh, and whatever you do, tell everybody we're not back yet, but we're kind of back. And the Alabama uh, Crimson Tide uh, are 2-0 and on the year. And uh, I'm assuming, uh, well, who knows? I mean, they may drop out of the uh, top ranking, uh, depending on what happens uh, this week below them. But uh, Alabama, Nick Saban survive. And Saban is talking with the great Jenny Taft on the field there in Austin. And he looks like he is full of PNV. He is pissed. He is not happy. He's going to let those guys have it when he gets in there. So uh, have fun with that if you're an Alabama player. All right, Jonas Knox with you here on FSR. You can hang out with us as always on the iHeartRadio app. And we do this all live from the TireRack.com studios. Coming up next, though, we are going to get to the scraps. Things in the world of sports and beyond we have not had a chance to get to yet. It is yours right here on FSR. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare this is it we've got an amex platinum pro on our hands ladies and gentlemen we haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the centurion lounge Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio from the Tyrac.com studios. 
Coming up top of next hour, about 15 minutes from now, the great Steve Hartman, Ephraim Salam, will be taking over the airwaves here. Make sure you stick around. Uh, always a good listen with those guys. And, uh, you know, they'll be, uh, they'll be having some fun talking about what happened in Austin, Texas, where the Alabama Crimson Tide uh, get it done 20 to 19, the final, a field goal, a game winning field goal with about 15 seconds left in the game. And Alabama survives there in Austin, Texas. But it was a fun scene, fun atmosphere. If you're Sark, if you're the Texas Longhorns, the Texas fan base, uh, that's a, that's a hell of a showing there on national television with the big noon kickoff crew there, with uh, Gus Johnson and Joe Clatt on the call, uh, Jenny Taft on the field. Like the, the scenes were there, and uh, and it was a hell of a presentation. And I think uh, I think they won over a lot of people. And and the direction the program is headed in, uh, Steve Sarkeesian and them got to be feeling good about things. So uh, congrats to the Texas Longhorns. You lost, but a you covered the spread. All right, so it was a 20 and a half point spread and hell of a showing. All right, hell of a showing there. Let everybody see what the what the scenery is like there in Austin, Texas. Drunk fans drinking out of shoes it was wild. All right, so uh, so Steve Hartman and uh, Ephraim Salam will be back. Uh, will be on the air here coming up again 15 minutes from now uh, on FSR. You can get me on Twitter at the Jonas Knox. If you miss any of this show, you can check out the podcast after we go off the air. Right now, though, it is time to put a bow on this bad boy with a little something called this. Jonas, you moron. How could you not get to these stories? You moron. These are the scraps. And for that, we turn it over to the man with the best pipes in all of radio, the one and only Danny G. Jonas, we don't hear this too often, but, you know, Yankee fans, do you feel sorry for Yankees fans right Um, now? I mean, I have a couple of friends who fly the Yankees flag, and I almost feel sorry for them right now because as a sports fan, you know what it's like for one of your teams to start really, really good yeah. and then be holding on for dear life? Yeah, they like they bring you in and you're like, oh, man, we got this. We got this. And then you just come to find out, wait, I, I, I'm like, I'm losing money. You know, it's like it's like being on a boat out in the middle of the ocean. And you're like, man, this sure feels like the water's getting close. And you realize, oh, there's a hole. OK, well, uh, we got a problem here. So that's what it feels uh, like with the Yankees. Yeah, yeah check the scene from New York where Yankees left fielder Aaron Hicks was pulled from the team's 4-2 loss to the Rays Friday night after a pair of defensive, what are being called, quote-unquote, miscues, led to him being pulled out of the game and a bunch of boos from the fans there in the Bronx. The problems for Hicks started with two outs in the fourth inning. Franco sliced a liner to left field. Hicks tracked it down, watched it bounce off his glove, and then he stopped. He said later that he thought it was foul. A <laughs> foul ball. It was a foul play. Um, you know, of course, it wasn't. It was a fair ball. And then uh, he had another incident where a long fly ball went his way. He was unable to corral it. It bounced off his glove again. And the fans really let him hear it. They showered the veteran outfielder with booze and even some Joey Gallo chants. Oh, no. Is there anything worse oh, than go- hearing a Joey Gallo chant directed in your way in New York? I mean, listen, Joey Gallo's, you know, I mean, he got some good. They're getting rid of the shift. I mean, it feels like uh, everything's coming up uh, aces for Joey Gallo. I mean, come on now. This is they, they, this. Here's the whenever I think of outfield mishaps or defensive plays this is probably not right for me to do a lot of people go like oh what about buckner at first base and a lot i i still think of nelson cruz nelson cruz in that world series when the rangers had that world series in the bag and he dropped that fly ball against the cardinals 
to this day, I, I don't think that that World Series loss gets talked about enough. Like, Ron Washington literally had a World Series. He was They were they were one strike away multiple times and lost. So, yeah, it's, it's unfortunate. But we've seen this happen before. What else we got? All right. Finally, I will let you rep your Chicago Bears really quick. All right. The Bears. Yeah. There's an article, 32 possible breakout stars for each NFL team. And for Chicago, Khalil Herbert is uh, the main attraction. Yeah, uh, backup running back. Yeah. Yeah. First of all, how is he not uh, L.A. Charger, Khalil Herbert? No kidding, man. Montgomery, your starter, is in the final year of his rookie deal. And the new front office uh, with Ryan Poles doesn't have any allegiance to him. Montgomery has put up some decent numbers, but his efficiency hasn't been awesome. Last year, he averaged just 3.8 yards per carry and 5.9 yards per target, whereas Herbert slightly better in both categories. And the Bears think that he's got a high ceiling. What says you, the biggest Bears fan on the network? Well, that that is uh, that is a, a false statement. I, I will give that to Mike Harmon. Uh, look, I did grow up a Bears fan, but luckily for my own sanity, I, I put the fanboy stuff down years ago. Cause, uh, Except they, for your tattoo. Well, uh, there's no tattoo. <laughs> you imagine if I did have a Chicago Bears tattoo. How could, I, how could I look anybody square in the eyes and say I'm giving a legitimate take on the Bears if I had, like, a, a Bears tattoo? <laughs> imagine that. <laughs> but here's, like, this ought to tell you everything you need to know about the Bears. Their breakout star, quote-unquote, is their backup running back. <laughs> you ever think about the Bears? Because the problem with the Bears, and anytime the Bears have been good, they've run the football. They didn't run the football under Matt Nagy. And the only time they did is when he would get desperate towards the end of the year, and it was like, oh, uh, I better establish a run game. It was like, well, yeah, you should have probably done that week one. And then David Montgomery, when he got opportunities, and they actually used him the right way, he started putting up numbers, and I was like, oh, he's actually a pretty good running back. I mean, the best thing about David Montgomery is the fact that he went to Iowa State and not Iowa. I think that's the most important part about all this. Uh, The fact that he he burned the Iowa Hawkeyes, because I I remember Iowa Sam was telling me the story that uh, that David Montgomery uh, said no to the Iowa Hawkeyes because he just wasn't uh, very fond of their fan base. Something about you guys uh, and drinking and uh, issues with... Uh, I said that? With, yeah, you were telling me that. That there, there's a reason he burned the Iowa Hawkeyes and went to Iowa State, if I'm not mistaken. I don't know. I don't know yeah. if they offered him. By the way, Cyhawk Bowl today? Yep, it's yeah. coming up in about 15 minutes. All right. Can't wait to not watch that. Uh, Let's go. Uh, and, and what is your... What is your Sunday, your first NFL Sunday going to look like at home tomorrow, Jonas? Well, get up. Maybe go to church. Maybe. We'll see if I, if I can get there on time. Uh, you know God comes second behind football. Uh, listen, uh, try telling that in my house. I mean, there's like, there's a cross everywhere you turn. Uh, very, uh, my wife's very, uh, very religious, which is, it's all good. Um, and so, yeah, maybe go to a church, but it's, she doesn't get it. She doesn't understand how much fun this is for everybody. Like... And especially the older you get, you appreciate it more. Because remember back in the day, Danny, you would be like, oh, man, the weekend's here. Like, let's go out clubbing. Let's go. I have no interest in doing any of that. I just want to watch football. Like, literally, you just want to watch football, veg out. And once, like, the football season gets here, everything is predicated around football. Your Monday nights are chewed up. Your Thursday nights are chewed up. Sunday nights are chewed up. Entire Sundays. Now you got college football here on Saturdays. Like, this is why I tell people football season is like our tax season. Like, if you're an accountant, tax season is brutal. Once football hits, it's over. 
Like, get your vacations in, get your days off, because once it's here, you're just going to, we're going to have fun yeah. for the next few months, man. And by the way, in case my mom happens to be listening right now, I was just kidding about that earlier comment. I'll go to church early tomorrow. Yeah, listen, and, uh, you know, Mrs. G, <laughs> I've seen him at church. Uh, I've seen him there many times. Uh, he is there. Uh, he is the first one in the communion line. Uh, he is a, uh, you know, a very, very religious man. So whatever you think you heard, you did not hear. It was a glitch in the uh, in the audio, and that we, we put that all on Iowa Sam. There was a glitch in the system, and that's why yeah, we're at. That's my at. fault. Yeah, that's By my the fault way, right Sam, uh, you got a pick on uh, Iowa-Iowa State? Who do you got here? Ooh. I think uh, Iowa's going to muster some points and win 20-7. to seven. Okay, now I, I might have to go to the DraftKings window to take a look at this because Iowa is sitting at three-and-a-half-point favorites. Yep, line right. really hasn't moved all week. It's no. Action both ways, sitting at three and a half. By the way, the over-under is at 38 and a half. <laughs> if anybody watched Iowa last week, I would probably encourage you to bet the under. I think with my <laughs> score, I took the under, so 20 to 7. That was the best game of the weekend last week. Fascinating. It was. Trying to do a show with Iowa, Sam, wanting to rip his hair out like a piece of corn because he couldn't figure out why Iowa's offense was still so bad. Jonas, son of a bitch. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results, like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility.